Welcome to the Strength Rehab Podcast. Join your hosts, Raul Axmayer and Brandon Parker, as they discuss the latest information regarding the health and fitness industries. Topics include sports performance, physical rehab, and of course, general health. Remember, this is the podcast where science meets practice. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another week of Strength Rehab's podcast. Our mentorship is out, so if you're looking to just expand upon your knowledge when it comes to strength and conditioning, communication to patients, and more, this is a course for you. Also, before you start listening to the podcast, if you have about five seconds to give us a five-star rating, you are going to change our lives for the better. This week's episode is with Caleb. I'll tell you what, after talking to him, I realized that we didn't even scratch the surface with all the stories that he can bring to the forefront. This is the guy that put $20,000 on his credit card so everyone can go to Cairo Games. He's also the guy that will tutor someone, make sure that they get an A, but forget to study himself. This guy puts his heart forward because he wants the profession to be better. Now, without further ado, welcome to the show. So Caleb, what's your story, man? Tell us just a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, so my name is Caleb McPherson. I'm a chiropractor in Denver, Colorado. Um, and I've been in practice, I guess I graduated December 2019. Um, and immediately the world ended <laughs> because of uh, COVID. Um, but I was fortunate enough to kind of take over a practice and also intern under some really cool um, role models that landed me in the Denver Broncos locker room. Which is huge, by the way. But before we get there, I, de- I definitely want the origin story because uh, you were talking about it off air, and I think that it will give a lot of value to the people that are listening. So if you can give us a little insight on how your schooling went prior to becoming a licensed chiropractor. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, so, I mean, this could go all the way back to elementary school. I am the world's worst student. Um, I have terrible ADHD. Um, my follow through, you know, we joke about that with me making content all the time is just not there. I'll start something and just never finish. Um, but yeah, I originally started at Logan, um, in 2013, um, and just was not really mentally prepared for the rigors of chiropractic school. Um, I was finishing, I was, I'd come out of playing, uh, NCAA soccer, then went on to club soccer for my last year because I just wanted to party and have fun. <laughs> and uh, then I, I just wasn't ready for, you know, they slap you with, what is it, like 30, 35 hours of school that first trimester. And I also wasn't familiar with kind of the straight side of chiropractic. I was very uh, familiar with the mixer side. So I really got hit in the face um, with <laughs> a, a lot of surprises. And um, kind of limped around for like the first year through Logan. Um, just couldn't really get my act together. Was arguing with professors because of the mixer background. Um, and at that time, Logan was going through some changes as well, where they were tra- trying to become a more evidence-based school, but there was some resistance. And uh, it led to me taking probably a year and a half, two years off before transferring down to Texas Chiropractic College. To make the decision to take the break and then to come back is massive. If I took that break, I probably would have deviated down another path. What was the the big pulling factor to bring you back into schooling? Um, the one thing I guess you know I, I joke about me not following through. Um, I don't like 
quitting. So um, I just have like several unended projects, if you will, uh, <laughs> like millions. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I always knew I, I, I went to a chiropractor when I was in high school that helped me kind of stay on the field and play soccer um, and eventually get a uh, scholarship to play um, small D2 soccer. Um, nothing, nothing fancy or special. But um, I was just like, man, that's so cool. If I can have that positive uh, impact on someone else, I really want to do it. So it stuck with me. And I, I did personal training for a while. And I just thought that the natural progression of that would be, I want to be a sports chiropractor. What did you do in that gap year, like a year and a half or two years? <laughs> a couple things. Uh, I was uh, selling suits at Dillard's. Um, doing uh, men's clothing. And then I also was uh, waiting tables and, and um, bartending. So selling suits and also, you know, being a bartender, it definitely takes a specific personality, the ability to talk to a stranger and get on their good side, right? Like, I don't know the complete pay structure of selling suits, but I'm assuming there might be some type of commission, right? And with With the whole bar bartending side is the, the more they like you, the more that tip is going to be. So did, do you think that has given you a leg up when it comes to the interpersonal skills of chiropractic? Possibly, you know, um, graduating and coming out into a COVID world where chiropractic was uh, not necessarily the most evidence friendly thing. I probably turned into a really big grouch and recluse for the first year. <laughs> Um, but I, I, by nature, I really am a, a social butterfly. I just, uh, maybe the last year and a half, two years have been a little more grumpy than usual. <laughs> so shed some light because <clears throat> I feel like coming out, so speaking from my own experience, coming out of chiropractic school was very, it was a time full of uncertainty. And I didn't really know what was going to happen. I just knew that, okay, I'm slightly safe because I'll be working underneath a well-established practice, but still I was just like, uh, the world's my oyster, but also I don't know if I want it to be my oyster. I just want a streamlined approach, right? Uh, let's go ahead and take that same uh, thought process and then add a global pandemic on top of it. Uh, so I could only assume that uncertainty thought was much, much amplified. So uh, shed some light on that. Like, how did you feel coming out of school during that time? Yeah, man. Uh, it was pretty crazy for me. Um, I was moving from Houston, Texas. I was following my, my girlfriend, now wife, um, to Denver. And I knew nobody. Absolutely nobody. Um, but I was like, hey, I want to try and make this relationship work. And um, I knew that the uh, Olympic Training Center was in Colorado Springs. I had no idea how far away that was from Denver. But I was like, I like athletes. I'll make it happen. <laughs> uh, and when I was visiting, um, before I started my preceptorship, uh, I started poking my head into a couple of practices and I had a friend from high school that was just like, Hey, I want you to go talk to Lauren Landau, who happens to be the strength and conditioning coach for the Denver Broncos. Um, he was like, maybe they can find you something as far as an internship, maybe even a job. And, um, I was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I literally, I walked in one day, like dressed in like sweatpants and, and a t-shirt. It was like, hi, um, I would like to work here, please. 
And I gave them my cover sheet. And they're like, you got a lot of balls, man. Like, who are you? Um, and at the time, they, they weren't really working with chiropractors, but they had a, a, a kind of a split facility with the neurosurgeon of the Denver Broncos. Uh, his name is Chad Prusnak. And they had this awesome integrated practice. It's called Resilience Code. Um, totally recommend everyone to go check that out. Um, and that led to me doing a, a shadowing opportunity with a physical therapist first, and then eventually um, a chiropractic uh, preceptor for my last trimester. And uh, that was with Dr. Mike Beggs. And we hit it off. We're really good buddies to this day. Um, we still hang out and talk. And um, he ended up, you know, helping me get to where I am as far as um, the Denver Broncos. He referred me to their athletic training staff um, probably a year and a half in. And that's kind of the whole story. I, I knew no one, but I, I was gutsy enough to just keep knocking on doors. And I knew I had to make something work or else my, my girlfriend was going to think I was a total loser. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's really what it was. I, I guess that, that social personality kind of throw myself out there and just go start talking and, and see what I can make so happen. Are you with the theme on every single practice and game or how does that work for you? I wish. Um, but there's actually, there's four of us. Um, there's two ART docs, um, Mike Lakey, who is the inventor of ART. Um, and then another one of his, uh, I guess, little understudies. Uh, I don't want to downplay who he is. He's, he's awesome. Dan Polizzi. Um, and then there's uh, Mike and myself. Um, it, me and Mike, we rotate two or three days, uh, either mornings or afternoons. And then the other uh, ART docs will be there uh, for either before or after practice the other day. So normally about three three days a week I'm there. Um, and then we're there for like three hours uh, every day. I don't do the games. Obviously, Mike Leahy, the big shot, he, he does all the traveling. For now. Hindsight's twenty twenty. If you had to create yourself a roadmap to kind of get you to where you want to be faster – was there any things that you would want to tell your past self like, hey, yo, don't do this, do this, so on and so forth? <laughs> Fucking study better. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, like don't don't fall for the bells and whistles. And that. it's not a, a, a bash at Logan or anything like that. But they had this beautiful campus. It just wasn't the right fit for me. Um, and so that delayed me almost three full years, you know, Um and I wish I would have maybe made a, I think my heartstrings, even when I made that decision to go to Logan, my, my heart was set on Houston. I just, I thought this is a better opportunity because they had nicer things. Um, but it wasn't, it didn't match who I was at all. I'd never been in the Midwest before. And like my first day of school was in January of 2013, uh, 2013 and it was seven degrees outside. And I'm, I'm from South Texas and I'm like, this is the worst thing that I, I knew immediately I had made a mistake and I just, I just tried to make the best of it. And I, I should have just moved on. Uh, I cut my losses maybe. Now, but, you know, but what about in practice? Like now that we're out of okay, school, not in practice? Um, I think as far as getting to where I am right now, um, it's kind of tough, right? Uh, I'm in a place where right now I want to be the traveling doctor. So I do have to have patience. Mm -hmm. Um, and Mike Lakey, he's, you know, 
coming up on like 80 years old and he, he teases at retirement all the time. Um, but I think that the number one thing is, is networking. Um, and it's, you know, that was something that I was fortunate enough to know some pretty cool people in the sports world, um, even before I moved up here. And um, I think just getting out there, talking to people, um, knowing who's who is really important. Um, I avoided LinkedIn. I, I still, I hate that I actually use LinkedIn now, but I realize it is like a pretty powerful tool whenever it comes to like, Hey, like I know you're coming up through the athletic training, you know, background, you're coming through with, you know, the physical therapy side, you know, like having those links and being able to kind of say, Oh yeah, we all do support one another can be a really powerful tool. And I think that for a really long time, I tried to avoid that. And I was just like, I'm going to lone wolf this as hard as I can. And everyone else is wrong besides me and how I didn't. That, that was a really like dumb way to approach it. So um, learning that, you know, you can learn from others and network with others is really important. 100% agree. Come, now, this may sound pretty ironic coming from somebody that hosts a mentorship. But prior to the mentorship, I was kind of the same way, Caleb. It was like. I'm going to figure this out my way because if I've come up with it myself, I know it's the best for me. And it's just like, no, you're going to make the same mistakes as everyone else. And then you're going to be behind when you could have just asked somebody that's relatively in the position that you want to be and saying, hey, what should I do? Because 90% of the time, people were miserable when they went through that problem and they want to circumvent that for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. No, it's funny because like that's why I got into chiropractic is because I wanted to help people like stay in sports and stuff like that. But like I wouldn't accept help whenever people were trying to help me for the longest time. It was, it was really silly. Give us a little bit of insight, well, obviously without name dropping, when it comes to talking to a professional athlete, because I feel like a lot of people will won't have that experience or you know very few will so does your communication change because you're talking to somebody that's worth multi-millions of dollars i try not to um i i will say that you know um i think what a lot of these professional athletes get told because there's people trying to make money for, off of them is like oh like your hips are messed up and like we definitely have to release these and like you know, you're not going to be able to drive off of your right glute and throw the ball downfield, whatever it is. And I'm just like, hey, um, you know, that may or may not be true. I, I can't say that the, the studies really support that. But I do want to go off of what you're feeling, right? Do you feel like we could get better at driving off of that hip? Do you like, do you feel weak? Do you feel unstable? Um, let's watch yourself walk in the mirror. Right. Mm -hmm. And I really try and do the same thing with my patients. Um, I, you know, my, my average shows, if you will, um, because I, I definitely have my own practice. I don't just like live off of, uh, of professional athletes I, one day, maybe, but, um, I really do just try and talk to them and say, Hey, you know, like, what are you feeling for your goals today? What are your goals next week? And are you looking for manual therapy? Because you know, in the Denver Broncos locker room, as far as strength and conditioning and training goes, I am the smallest guy on the totem pole, right? So that's not really my role, right? It's um, it's to go ahead and give them the confidence in their body that they can go and tackle a gorilla if they need to. <laughs> and if if you know, giving them a side posture adjustment happens to be that, you know, so be it. Um, but I also know that they're doing all the other things. They have every staff 
person that you can you know dream of from counselors dietitians uh strength and conditioning coaches several of them athletic trainers so my job really is you know give them some of the manual therapy give them some of the adjustments tell them that they're not broken a lot of times because a lot of times there's other people who are telling them that they they are mm-hmm. and that gives them that like oh man like thank you for explaining it that way i feel great yeah I, I think that goes a long way. I noticed there's a trend on uh, like social media in general where people are kind of like taking these bad narratives and just saying it in the name of performance and saying that it's okay, right? Like, so for example, like people might say like, instead of saying, oh, your lower back is fragile, uh, don't deadlift, right? They're just saying something indirect, like kind of what you you said, kind of like, oh, you can't drive off your right foot. So that means you can't throw the ball. And it just like, we're just making like super obscure facts in front of the patient so they can chase this false profit of either performance or pain relief. I don't know if y'all seen that. Yeah, no. Yeah. hundred percent that, you know, like the glute amnesia type things that you see and it's just like, man, come on. Like, do you really have to do that? I know like, uh, no BS, uh, physio right now is calling out the, the, stress and trauma stored in the, the fascia oh yeah and just like you're like oh yeah if you, if you had like a bad birthday at seven years old it's stored <laughs> in your right trap and you're like oh like come on like can you imagine like if i like told like an nfl quarterback or wide receiver like yeah you can't lift this up because like you <laughs> had some kind of minor struggle at one point in your life i'm like half of these dudes are like they had really hard come-ups i oh, mean yeah we've got guys that have like 12 and 15 family members, you know, and they're like, yeah, like I put food on the table and I, I knew that I had to go and do this. And that was how we were going to feed my family. And like, I'm like, here you are, you did it. Like, can you imagine if I was just like, Hey, remember when you were like 18 years old and you were scared <laughs> one day and like your neck hurt and I blamed everything on that. Like, that's crazy. Right. And they're like, Oh yeah, that's true. Like, I shouldn't think of it like that. <laughs> It seems like uh, I, I could be wrong, but it, it seems like these these athletes, maybe it's the nature of the business, but they would prefer you to shoot it straight. Just like, yo, just tell me, what do you need me to do? You know, a hundred percent. No, yeah, they. I mean, their lives are are training and working out and um, and recovery, right? And so if you tell them like, hey, I need you to get eight hours of sleep, like they're gonna put it down on their phone. They're gonna be like. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure I get eight hours of sleep. You know, especially the young guys, the ones that are coming up, the ones that you know they have a family and they're on their like second contract round. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, I got this, dude. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but the guys who are really trying to like make the team and they're still in their first year and they want to get that big second contract, they're they're hungry to do whatever it, it takes. And so you just you tell them, hey, let's progressive overload. Let's make sure you're getting rest. Let's make sure you're getting adequate nutrition. Mm-hmm. And are you having fun doing this? Yeah, probably. Right. You're getting paid a lot of money to, to play a game. And they're like, yeah, like, thanks for breaking it down into like three or four very simple mm-hmm. steps. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, before we finish up here, if you had to give a, a student that's up and coming, maybe they're about to graduate or perhaps they have a couple of years. They, they just started chiropractic school. Um, is there any tips or tricks that you would like to give them to not only have them, let's say, excel in chiropractic school, but also excel post-grad? Um, so <laughs> shout out to y'all. Find a mentorship. 
um, I, I really think that that's super important, right? To find um, people who can give you like-minded but different perspective uh, contributions, right? Um, that was something that maybe I struggled with a lot whenever I was at Logan is there was maybe some people who were like-minded, but I didn't really feel like they were as like-minded as I wanted them to be. So I pushed them away instead of being a little more open-minded and at least trying to listen. Right. Um, and then also find a way to study that works for you. I know that we've talked in, in your mentorship, you know, there's different, different ways, you know, some people need an iPad, some people need pen and paper. Um, but find those things that work for you because early on, you're just going to be studying, right? Like you're, y'all been through it, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all were, y'all were the two studs in your class, the valedictorian, <laughs> salutatorian. Um, I was bringing up the caboose, right? So, <laughs> um, I might have actually had the lowest GPA in my class. Um, but no, yeah, it, it's uh, one of those things where like, find what works for you for studying, find a mentorship, find, you know, reach out to me, reach out to the strength re- rehab. There's so many people who are willing to help you. You know, I, I, I think a lot of people, they're intimidated whenever they see, you know, several thousands of followers on Instagram or whatever. That's not me. I might have like 400. I don't, maybe, um, but reach out to those people. Uh, you know, I've, I've been able to talk to Greg Lehman. I've been able to talk to Aaron Kubel. I've been to talk to y'all, whoever it is that I want to talk to. I've been able to reach out in their DMS and they're like, yeah, this really worked for me, you know? So don't be afraid to, to do that. That's literally why I'm where I am today as far as my, my goals and dreams with the Denver Broncos. I just happened to throw myself out there and be like, hi, is there any way I can make this happen? And they laughed. And, you know, I was the stupid intern for about a year, not a year, like six months, right? But we made it happen. It was just use your personality, use uh, a humble work ethic and be willing to learn from everybody. That's, you know, honestly, they probably only laughed because you were showing up in sweatpants. <laughs> you know, I, it was one of those things, like, I can't believe I did that. Like, I just, like, was, like, here, like, I was, like, oh, it's Colorado, it's chill, you know, like, I'm from, like, downtown Houston, like, everyone's dressed up, and I was, like, these guys, like, wear flannels and stuff, right? And they're just, like, oh, my God, like, who is this, who is this dude just walking in, like, it's, like, it's no big deal, but. Um, I think they respected me a little bit for that as well. <laughs> it's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Okay, where can everyone find you if they want to reach out to you for uh, personal questions? Uh, Instagram is probably the best place. Um, so, uh, Dr. Kalen McPherson, Dr. Kalen McPherson. Um, and that's probably the easiest way. Um, shoot me a DM. Um, you can also, I guess, email me, uh, Kalen at me.com that's my personal email uh i've got nothing to hide but uh yeah just go ahead and hit me up um i'll stop short of giving you my phone number and send me what's your social security says, number please uh, my wife would be, <laughs> <laughs> uh, five 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 um no yeah but um that's definitely it's something that i think is really um important to me is i and i love talking with people and helping with people um I've got probably three or four people who are in school right now that message me and they're like, how'd you, how'd you pull this off, man? And I'm like, the truth is most of you are well more qualified than me. Um, it's just that I was able to go barking up the right trees and 
um, I'm, I, I want to help people do that. So reach out for sure. Awesome. I'll make sure Beautiful. you do hyperlink.